purpose. It's that little flame that lights a fire under your ass. <laughs> purpose, it keeps you going strong like a car with a full tank of gas. Everyone else has a purpose, so what's mine? Huh. Oh look, here's a penny. It's from the year I was born. It's a sign. Have you found your life purpose? Everyone has one. Sometimes we have more than one. Hi, all you beautiful, happy, healthy listeners. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and I'm just going to apologize in advance because pretty much this podcast is all about me, sort of. Well, you'll see. <laughs> I've learned that when coincidences happen, they usually are something to pay attention to. And if I ignore them, they kind of just keep coming. So today I'm following up on a first take of a coincidence with my next guest, Connie Bowman. <laughs> Hi, Connie. Hi, <laughs> Yeah, you heard it right. So, Connie, I, I was remembering a news story about people with the same names. And did, did you ever see that? I think it was on national news. And somebody, I guess, was on Facebook, and they found people that had the same names had so many similarities in life. It was crazy. Like, they had the same careers. They had similar interests. And then when I contacted you, because... It does seem like you're really in alignment with Happy Healthy You. You're really following your passion. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But um, we started seeing coincidences like my mom's name is Sonia and your sister's name is Sonia. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so weird. And then you have a new book that came out the day after my birthday. So we're sort yeah. of like six and a half degrees of separation <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so Connie, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Maybe there's more we could uncover. What okay. else do you enjoy? Okay, I um, I grew up just loving animals and uh, always found comfort, and that's where that's where I felt safest was with animals. And then um, I developed a passion for the pit bulls and saw myself in them, and um, just started rescuing them twenty. 20 plus years ago, I'm not sure, 20 something years ago. And they just, they very easily won my heart and became my passion. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I struggled through life with drug addiction and um, a depression. And I, I still struggle with that to this day. Yeah. But the pit bulls helped me in a way I don't know if anybody could understand. It's like we rescue each other. Yeah, and I think animals are like that, aren't they? I mean, they're yeah. so healing in so many ways. Is that a pit bull in the background that I hear? Yes. <laughs> ah, so they want to be part of this podcast. What's what's that one's name? This is Nike. Hi, Nike. Yeah. He, he Actually, he was a puppy when I rescued him, a, a little baby. And uh, it was during the time when the Michael Vick case came out. Oh. And I was so proud of the, the company, Nike company, for dropping Michael Vick like a hot potato. You know, I was so proud of that, that I named this guy Nike. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so how many pit bulls do you have now? Currently, I have four. Four. Okay. And what are their names? Let's give them a they, shout out. They are Nike, Josefina, Puma, and Bruno. Oh. 
Nice. I always say currently because that could change at any given moment. Yeah, it sounds like it. It really sounds like it. Another one. This is Puma. Come on, Puma. Hi, Puma. Sorry, this is only an audio podcast and everybody can't see your your beautiful dog. Well, maybe this is why we're talking. Uh, My family's beloved German Shepherd just passed away a couple of months ago, so I'm really missing my dogs. And my son has our other dog at college, so I'm really missing my dogs. And I love dogs as well, but I've never shared that love of pit bulls uh, until possibly today. So let's talk about your new book that came out the day after my birthday, which is called To the Rescue. Tell me all about that book. Okay. That book was quite a journey. I, I, I loved writing it so very much, but it is, the book is about um, um, how when I, when I rescued my first pit bull, I didn't even know what pit bulls were and never even heard of a pit bull. That was 20-something years ago. And uh, But since, I've, I've just developed a passion for them, and I will always have pit bulls in my life, always. I will rescue them until the day I die in any way that I can. There's so many of them that need help, you know, and they are so misunderstood and so misrepresented, and there's just way too many of the wrong people that have these dogs. Tell us you know? about the breed and what's so special about them. The breed is, this is my favorite breed. They are so loving, so comical. They're very forgiving, extremely forgiving dogs uh, after what all they've been through. They are, um, you know, years and years ago, they were considered the nanny dog. And reason being is because they're so good with children, you know, and people didn't have any problems leaving their children, you know, around a pit bull. Today, people have a problem they have problems leaving their children around a pit bull, but they should have problems leaving children around any dog, mm-hmm. even a chihuahua. You know, children should not be left alone with any breed of dog, not just a pit bull. And unfortunately, the media will pick up the pit bull stories faster than they pick up any other story. Or they'll specifically say that it was a pit bull attack. When it, If it was another dog, they'll just say a dog attack. You know, and it, it's just not fair. The, the the people, the media feed off the pit bulls, it seems like. You know, that's what sells. Right. Well, so yeah, whenever they figure out what sells, they, they yeah. kind of latch onto it for a while. So maybe right. we can dispel some of those myths. Why do you think pit bulls have been so misunderstood? Well, I, I think because the wrong people that have them and like the gangs and the people who fight these dogs yes at one time many 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 years ago they were fighting dogs you know and and there's a myth about they their jaws are locking jaws that's a myth that is not true it cannot happen in in a pit bull or any other dog it does not happen but because of this i think a lot of the gangs and the people that fight these dogs have latched on to them you know and they they're very athletic dogs they're very muscular and you know their their tenacity is is outrageous you know and i think because of that these people have latched onto these dogs and just are just doing a terrible terrible thing with them you know with, with the fighting and and the um the abuse that these dogs have had to endure it's like it's it just blows me away yeah yeah well that can happen with any breed i would think if you treat them that way so tell us about some of the more special and interesting traits about pit bulls that we might not expect to find if we if we were to rescue a pit bull. Okay, my the dogs that I've had in my life, the dogs that I've rescued, 
are very, um, they just seem to be so in tuned with my feelings and emotions, you know? I hold them so dear in my heart. They're very, very highly trainable. That's another thing that, that could be uh, um, almost to a fault. They're so highly trainable. And um, they will do whatever you want them to do, whether it be good or bad. Mm. So I think that's another reason why the people, that the bad people take these dogs, because they will, they're so willing, you know? So they're smart and they're, it sounds like they're very loyal. They're smart, they're extremely loyal. For a very short time, I, I used to train dogs for a, a training company here in town. And out of all the dogs that I used to train, I would rather train a pit bull than any other kind of dog. And the reason being is because they're so eager and willing and they want to please you to the to the the best of their ability. They're so they're very easily trained. And that could be for, you know, good training or bad training. But um, they just make me happy. You know, these dogs just make me happy. And when I when I could uh, when I could rescue a dog that's in in a bad situation, being abused or neglected in in some kind of way, and and bring them into my home and then nurture them out of their shell because they're so fearful, and then see them wag their tail for the first time, that is such a reward to me. You know, there's no there there's there's a lot of rewards in rescuing. There's a lot of heartache in rescuing as well. One of the rewards I always look forward to is to see them wag their tail for the first time. It's like that first smile from a baby, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, tell us, like, maybe one of the stories, maybe talk about Nike. When when did you adopt Nike, rescued Nike, and tell me what that experience was like. Okay, Nike was, um, he, let's see. I got word that there were some people that had uh, had pit bulls that they bred them and they had a litter of puppies and they weren't taking care of the puppies and and um, they were trying to sell them and the the person who told me this said he thought that the puppies were sick and so I gave him some money and he wouldn't take me to where the puppies were because he didn't want to get involved but I definitely had to do something and so I gave him money he said they were selling the puppies for fifty dollars. I gave him money and told him to get me as many puppies as he could, and he got me two. And I asked him about the rest of the litter, and he said these were the only two that were left. And then, like I said, this was during the same time that Michael Vick got busted for um, dog fighting, his dog fighting operation, and Nike Company had dropped him like a hot potato. And I was so proud of that, that one of the puppies I named Nike. And because Nike is a tennis shoe, the other puppy I named Fila. <laughs> so I had to light the tennis shoes going. <laughs> but uh, Fila got adopted, and then Nike ended up getting Parvo, which is a very, excuse me, <clears throat> a very deadly disease right. that um, that that puppies get. He got Parvo, but he's a survivor. And uh, and then less than less than a year after he survived the Parvo virus, he had to go in for emergency surgery because he had ingested um they were puppies and I had three puppies in the house at that time but you know how puppies chew and they tear things up and there was pillows and stuffed animals that they had torn up and he had swallowed uh the stuffing from the pillows and the and the stuffed animals and it got lodged in his lower intestine oh. and almost killed him so he's a two-time survivor that we decided we're going to keep Yes. And he cost us like $2,500 in the first yeah. year. <laughs> so he's a keeper. So how old was Nike when you first got him? Nike was about seven or eight weeks old. Okay. Okay. So he was still little. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was little. I had, in, ironically, I ended up during the same time that I had rescued him. I had two other puppies about the same age that I had rescued too. So I had three puppies in the house about eight weeks old. Wow. Have you rescued any pit bulls that have been older and have been through any of the abuses that, you know, we hear about? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about those stories? I can't. Just give me a minute. Aww. They hurt. Yeah. You have such a heart for these dogs, I can tell. You, you definitely have found your purpose in this life. Yeah, Connie, it's definitely my purpose, and it's mm -hmm. definitely something I'll continue to do till my dying day. You know, they, they need as much help as they could get. But um, there's one, there's two actually that um, I believe they were also fought. Mm. The one dog, excuse me, he just went to sleep two two months ago. Mm. So it's still kind of fresh. Mm -hmm. But um, his name was Spot, and he's actually on the cover of my book. And he had uh, scissor cut ears. I don't know if you if you understand what that is. No, but what is that? That you know how they they uh, they crop their ears. Do you know what ear cropping is? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. looking at his picture right now in the book. Oh, he's sweet. Somebody held this dog down and took household scissors oh. and cut his ears off. Oh, oh, that's so awful. Yeah, and then and it happens all the time, all the time. And then uh, he, they had sewn his ears together with string, just household string. And when I rescued him, I had ironically I was working at the, um, the one of the local shelters here in town, and uh, I happened to be the one that had to go pick up animals that had been injured overnight when the shelter was closed, and the animal control couldn't get them to the shelter, so they took them to an animal hospital. And I happened to be the one that had to pick him up that day, and he was one that I had to pick up. And uh, it, it was, I've never experienced love at first sight until this particular day. Mm -hmm. And I saw this dog and just absolutely fell in love with him, regardless of the fact that he was, he, he, I think he had, he was all white. He's an all white pit bull. He's actually a pit bull boxer or what? He was all white, and he had a, a brown patch over his left eye. But when I first seen him, he was black. He looked black because he had been rolled because he got hit by a car. <sighs> and um, but I, I, you know, in spite of that, I still it was still love at first sight. And I already had three here at home, and I don't know how I was going to do it, but I just had to have this dog. I don't know why. I just had to have him. Was it a uh, long process to um, to to? bring him into the home and help him understand that he was safe? It wasn't a long process with this one in particular, but I, there is another one that, yes, it was a long process. But this dog in particular, he was just a happy-go-lucky guy. It didn't matter what he had been through in his past. He was just happy-go-lucky, you know. And it, it took me about two weeks, and I was able to finally bring him home. And when my husband seen him, my husband immediately said, he's a bowman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's a bowman. I told my husband I just wanted to foster him to try and get him a home so that he wouldn't have to go in the kennels at the shelter. Right. Yeah, so that's how I was able to bring him home. And then as soon as my husband seen him, he said, he's a bowman. He's a bowman. That sounds like my <laughs> husband. He would say the same thing and, and it would be appropriate. So tell us how we can help and and why we should rescue. I don't 
you know, I, I, anybody who's willing to rescue, God bless them, you know, but I don't think it's something that everybody could do. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It's like I said, there's a lot of rewards in rescuing, but there's so much heartache as well, you know, um, but anybody, anybody who's willing and, and could keep an open mind, just, just had to have an open mind is a huge plus Mm -hmm. and not plug into the media and listen to what they have to say. Keep your mind open and listen, listen to the other side of it too. And do you You think it requires a certain amount of patience to rescue a dog? It does. You you do have to have patience, a lot of patience, especially on the ones that are, that are really withdrawn, but you know, it's just the rewards are like, it's so worth it. It is so well worth it. But even if you can't rescue, there's other things that you could do to help these animals that are in need. And that's volunteer, um, to volunteer at the shelter, volunteer, um, to walk dogs or to just sit and give them love if you can foster dogs, but you have to be willing to be able to let them go when a home is found for them. Mm. You know, fostering is huge. That would be a huge help because there's never enough foster families. Okay, that's good. Okay, Connie Bowman, for more information about your book, To the Rescue, My Passion for Pitbulls, where can we find the book and more information about your work? My my book you can find on either my website or uh, Amazon.com. It's on Amazon. And my website is ConnieToTheRescue.com. You can find my book there and a little bit more about it and myself. And those are the only two places right now. I love it. I love everything you're doing. It's obvious we've found an angel here in in talking to you. You're just you're obviously an angel in uh, for these pit bulls that you've rescued. And I'm just going to quote one of my favorite musicals because my life I feel like is a musical. You know, have you heard of the musical Kinky Boots on Broadway? Okay, they they sort of have a motto and it's you you change the world when you change your mind. And I think this definitely applies to you. I mean, I have never really thought about pit bulls, but you have so much love for them. And, and um, just thank you for all the good work you do. Well, thank you, Connie. Thank you for having an open mind. That is so important. You know, you, you said that you were a little fearful of them, but at least you have an open mind. And that's such a huge plus. Well, talking to you, I mean, who wouldn't? Let me just ask you, Bowman is obviously your married name. It's my married name. What's your maiden name? My maiden name is Perry. Oh, okay. Not my maiden. Mine is Thompson. So we're not exactly. How about your middle name? Oh, okay. Now here's the catch. Okay. My first name is Adeline. Oh. My middle name is Constance. Oh, okay. But I've been called Connie, which is short for Constance most of my life. Okay. Well, now we're 6.75 degrees of separation. (laughs) Whatever. It's been such a joy talking to you, Connie, and keep up the good work. And I will look at pit bulls differently now. And maybe in my next dog, my husband will say, he's a bowman. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. All right. Thanks, Connie.